Hey, everybody. Welcome out to another fun-filled episode of Burnt Popcorn. I'm your co-host, Mike Laidman, and I'm joined with none other than... Laura Laidman. Each and every other blah, 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 every other week or so. <laughs> Someday I'll rewrite this. We'll take a movie from our past, and we'll have a look back and see if it's just nostalgia keeping our high praise of classic films afloat, or if it really is the real deal and worthy of all the adulation. How are you doing? I'm good. And you know what? I gotta say, I am real proud of us for doing one episode a week for over a year because like that takes that takes a lot of ambition a lot, a lot of effort so yeah. like kudos to us but no i'm doing great Good. um you know it's uh still winter but that's okay yeah, what the hell it like keeps like every year haunting us. every year mid-march we get full spring Yes. And we think, oh, yes, we're out of winter. It's all good. Then it snows some more. It's and we're like, oh, what the hell? And it's like, this happens every year. Why am I surprised or upset about this? It's literally every year. And then I think, yeah, but this will be the last of it. And then it snows again in April. And I'm like, ah, so it's fine. It's yeah. fine. You just like, what can you do? You roll with it. Yeah. You roll with it. Not like I'm moving anytime soon. Not with these house prices. <laughs> no, as we can tell from looking at our neighbor who is selling their house for way more than we bought ours for in the first place a year ago. Not even a year ago. Not quite close. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. So anyway, but yeah, what about you, dear? What's new? What's new? What's new? <laughs> I like that you ask. Like we've never, you know, we don't see each other every day, and you know everything that's new as it happens. Not yeah. too much. Not too much. I mean, we went. We went shopping to the hardware store. Today. We went to the hardware store. Yeah. And, and we then, were both really excited about it because we are adults. And then we didn't buy anything. No, because you know what? Store. The one thing I was specifically looking for, they didn't have, which was a child's gardening set, yes. but like a good quality one, not just uh -huh. plastic crap. Yeah. And you were looking for a specific smart light thing. Yes. And they only had it in like a two pack with something else that we didn't need. Yeah. So, so. we just kind of decided not to worry about it. Yeah. And then we went to the pet store because our lives are filled with adulting. Yes. Oh, we, we did get Mary Browns. We got Mary Browns and that was, that was fantastic. So Mary yeah. Browns. And we watched a fun movie. Yeah. I mean, the other well, day we watched the fun movie like more than a week ago. And I still remember it. Claire's bell. Oh, well, it's good. Funny. That's good. Cause we have to talk about it now for an extensive amount of time. Not extensive, but a, a fair amount. Mm -hmm. A fair mm -hmm. amount. Mm -hmm. Anyway, what we will be talking about this week is Liar Liar, which originally had theaters back in 1997. Fletcher Reed was climbing the ladder of success. You're the victim here. Driven into the arms of another man. Seven. Yeah, whatever. One lie. Tell him it's in the mail. I ran out of gas. You're losing a little weight. At a time. But what made him a successful lawyer? Your ex-wife called. I have to go to court this afternoon. Fletcher, it's his birthday. Also made him an unpredictable father. He said he was going to be here, he promised. Until one day, his son decided to make an honest man out of him. I wish that for only one day, Dad couldn't tell a lie. Was it good for you? <laughs> I've had better. Now, I can't lie! All he can do is tell the truth. Like the new jazz? Whatever takes the focus off your head. The whole truth. You know why I pulled you over? I changed lanes without signaling while running a red light and speeding! And nothing but the truth. Your wish came true. You mean you have to tell the truth? How are we doing this morning, Consul? I'm a little upset about a bad sexual episode I had last night. From Universal Pictures and Imagine Entertainment, and the director of The Nutty Professor, Jim Carrey. Liar, liar. New in the building? Mm-hmm. 
Everybody's been real nice. Well, that's because you have big... March 1997. Did you know, and this was a big deal. I remember this being a big deal. March 1st, Canadian figure skater Elvis Stoiko hits the first quad triple combination jump in the history of figure skating competition to win the championship series final in Hamilton, Ontario. I remember that being a huge deal. And then I also remember that that, because that was local. Yeah. It was yeah. it was a big deal for us uh, Southern Ontario kids back yeah. in 1997. <laughs> On March 4th, President Clinton. I remember this being a big deal too, and people were like, "Oh my god!" Because like, "Oh, it's coming!" But no, is it not coming? President Clinton mm-hmm. bans federally funded human cloning research, which I don't think an alien looking to enslave humanity would do. So he was probably still on the up and up. Yeah, at that point, Clinton. Clinton. Bob Dole doesn't need this. Bob Dole doesn't need this. One near and dear to my heart. <laughs> March 10th, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, created by Joss Whedon and starring Sarah Michelle Gellar, premieres on what was at the time the WB Television Network. Someone mentioned that to me the other day, and they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm just you know plowing through Buffy again, because that's on, uh, I guess it's on Disney+. Plus. I think it's on, I know it's on Prime. Yeah. And, and I was like, I haven't seen it. I've never watched you it. You never watched Buffy? You knew I've never watched. I Buffy. think I knew that. It's so good. Have you watched the original movie? Because I still want to watch that. I have seen them. I have seen the movie, but it was so long ago. If we decide we're not doing zombies after this, can we watch that? Because I'm pretty sure it's on Disney Plus. We'll see. Yes, we'll see. I, I remember because it does not qualify for this. No, I remember that Paul Rubens is in it. Yep, and he's like the villain, and mm. well, he's like the sub villain. Yes, yeah. But I remember he's in it, and there's a part where he loses his arm, and that's what Side I Sideshow Luke Perry is in it? I didn't remember that Luke Perry is in it. Don Sutherland is in it? Oh, yeah. He's the w- Walter w- w- Wheeler, Winter, Willow. I don't know. He's like the helper guy. He trains her. Yeah. He, he, the, he guy with, her. the guy with glasses plays him in the show. Joss Whedon? No, there's a dude with glasses who plays him. Oh, Joss well, I don't know why I said Joss Whedon. Joss, yeah, no. What? <laughs> I mean, Giles. Giles. He's not Giles, though. Oh, isn't he Giles? No. I thought he was Giles. No. I don't see. I've never watched it, so I don't know. <gasps> That's Anthony Stewart Head. Okay. Anyway. I'll take your uh, word for it. Ben Affleck is in it. Um, in, in Buffy? The original Buffy movie. Uh, he's basically a um, extra. He is a featured extra. A featured and extra. as is. Um, Million Dollar Baby. Oh. Boys Don't Cry. Uh, Hillary Swank. Swank. Yeah. I had yeah. Swank, but I couldn't remember her last name. So her first go. name, rather. So now are you more interested? We should watch this movie. Well, maybe, but not right now. And then, for more fun, March 26, 39 bodies found in the Heaven's Gate cult suicides. Mm. I remember cult suicides, like mass suicides, were a big deal in the late 90s. I remember that like that they were so worried that that was going to just keep happening, like yeah. cult suicides. Yeah. 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 Cults are weird and cool, but and then <laughs> cool. They, cool to learn about. Uh-huh. And then frustrating when it starts to become like an MLM because then your friends are just bothering you to buy stuff. Yeah. The only cults that I know about are people who are like, can you buy this? I know. And like the people at the top are like, it's like that episode of Simpsons where the leader escapes on the, yeah. with 100%. all the bags of money. Or that girl who was on Smallville. Oh yeah. Yeah. I heard about that too. That was a cult. Yeah. That was a big one. That was weird. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the box office? Cause it's pretty good. Yeah. 
Well, not at the start of the year. 1997, you know what's annoying about the start of 1997? It's not, because I always forget, because Titanic came out in 97, but it had its big run in, in 98. 98. In 97, the start of winter was Star Wars re-releases. Yes. It was all Star Wars re-releases. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's annoying. <laughs> like, they should not count. Well, we, I, we would just use the Star Wars or the uh, Titanic rule in those cases. And yeah, I should look two. into that a little more. All of the number twos from those weeks would be available yeah, for us. Star Wars. But after Star Wars, that led into a three-week run for number one of Liar Liar with a premiere of 31.4 million, which broke Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles record of a 25.4 million opening for the highest weekend debut in March and the highest weekend debut for a spring release. Wow, I was not expecting this movie to be a record holder. But I mean, Jim Carrey was... Jim Carrey, this was like his $20 million movie, wasn't it? Yeah, this was his big movie. And that was like the first time anybody made $20 million Mm because he was a box office star. And he used to be homeless in Burlington. Yep. Living in a van. He lived in a tent with his brother. Yeah. Like on the shore of Burlington for a while because, yeah, and now he's, you know, making $20 million movies and good for him, right? Yeah, yeah. After three weeks, it was beaten by the John Voight classic... Anaconda. <laughs> the top movies released in 1997 were Titanic at 600.8 million, mm-hmm. which I feel like is wildly inaccurate at this point because of how much money that movie has made. The original Men in Black at 250.7 million and Lost World Jurassic Park at 229 million. Haven't we done all three of those? Have no, we, have- we haven't done the Men in Black yet. Oh, yeah. It's on my list. Yeah. Liar Liar was actually fourth. Oh, wow. Okay. At $181.4 million. Oh, there you go. There you go. So right off the hop, can I make a note? Okay. Because this movie opens. Well, I mean, you have to talk about, you know, you know, your memories. Oh, yeah. I remember this movie somewhat clearly. I remember him like sleeping with his boss. And I remember watching it at quite a few times as a kid even though it's probably a little inappropriate for a kid with the whole workplace sexual harassment i definitely remember like being all about it as a kid and being like this is probably not appropriate for me (laughs) yeah yeah no but like it's i I got away with because i was what like 13 when this movie came out 13 you would have been 13 no you would have been almost 13 and i would have just turned 12 yeah yes And no, I, I remembered, I remembered a lot of the bits of this movie, like, um, Jennifer Tilly and like the 105 pounds right in your bra, like that stuff. Yeah. Did not remember the context of the wish. Like, I remember it was his kid who did it. I didn't remember how it happened. I remember remember his kid wished it. Yeah. And that was it. I didn't remember what the rules of the wish were or anything. And I, I found, I think the reason I didn't remember the rules of the wish, because I don't think the movie plays by any rules for the wish, except for he can't lie, which might also encompass lies of omission. Yeah, I definitely wrote, made a note that a, a lot of these lies are not really lies or more, they're more, I don't have any impulse control. Yeah, it was more like he was drunk, but coherent. Yeah. Like, because he, a lot of, like, it's like, what can I get for you, sir? He could have just said a coffee and not like a giant zit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or what's it yeah. going to be? And it's like a huge pockmark. It's like, but he could have just been like a coffee, please. And that's not a lie. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, is this, I mean, obviously, we're that's more of our thoughts than our memories. But but we, that was we, like, I didn't remember yeah. that. And I was wondering, that was the thing. As we went into the movie, I remember 
things like that where he was like blurting stuff out. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm sure there's at the start of the movie, he makes the kid makes a wish of some kind that his dad can't lie. And I thought it was for like a week, not a day. Mm -hmm. So all this happens in 24 hours. And I thought that there was more like, because I remember the things where he's blurting stuff out. I'm like, well, they have to like define the wish in some way. They have to tell us to some degree what the rules of this wish are. No, he can't lie for 24 hours. I wish my dad can't lie for a day. And I was like, huh, no wonder I don't remember the rules. There are no rules. It's pretty all encompassing. (laughs) It covers about everything. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I remember a lot of the like some of the jokes, Mm -hmm. but not really what goes around them yeah for some reason something that always stuck out to me was the the if you hold your pee it'll cause problems bit and Uh. and he's like is that true and he's like it has to be that i've always remembered through like out my life so when it's like oh i'm holding in pee it's like well you can damage your prostate well (laughs) that's the thing if you go too often it can cause problems and if you go not enough it can cause problems so really you're damned if you do and damned if you don't so yeah no no winning there but the one thing that i will say as a memory of this movie that has always stuck with me to the point where you if if you think that i don't do this to my son because i saw it in this movie it is the claw yeah yes i have clawed my son many many times he loves it he loves it he loves it. He giggles like crazy. Sometimes he's like, no, daddy, I don't want the claw. Yeah. And then he giggles anyway. But yeah. And there's been on occasion I've done the uh, who I forgot was Carrie Elway's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot that. Uh, uh, that he, the, his version of the, the, claw. the claw. Apparently people go up to him and do that to him. Yeah. I, I did not even realize he was in this movie. I didn't know until he showed up. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't remember that. Well, that he was in it. Like there's so much about this movie I didn't remember. I remember, I mean, I guess if we could, we might as well just get into it. Okay, can we get into it? Yeah, let's just get into it because we we were definitely talking more about the movie than our memories of it. So, so right off the hop, yes. Like, do not buy Jim Carrey as a lawyer, and I don't even mean that as like he's not smart enough or anything like that. He is supposed to be a smarmy lawyer, but like despite the fact that he lies and obviously he divorced or he got divorced from his last his first wife because he was cheating on her. And yeah, I didn't he remember that he, he'd been cheating on her. And blah blah blah. But like he isn't he's not a good guy, but he's fun. Yeah. A smarmy lawyer isn't fun unless he's like I guess on a ton of cocaine and even then I feel like a smarmy lawyer would be just an angry cokehead, maybe not a fun cokehead. Maybe that's what happened is he the the wish Took the coke away. Took took his coke away for a day. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying, right? Like he just doesn't have cutthroat lawyer. He has like, I would say like a young lawyer starting out, maybe in like family law, trying to do what's best for kids. Energy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like he he isn't jaded yet, and um, he's like, I'm here to like help people, and if I put on a friendly, like I'm a friendly guy, and if I lean into my friendly demeanor it will help my clients be relaxed and help them you know not feel so stressed about the legal process and Mm -hmm. blah 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 he does not seem like a really smarmy court lawyer yeah and he hasn't seemed to really have a focus Um, yeah because he does more than like he 
He's, most lawyers tend like you can be do general law. Yeah. Which is like like the lawyer we did for real estate. He could do like general wills and estates, like small stuff. Yeah. But like he's obviously a defense attorney for some of these for criminal criminals. He's a criminal defense attorney. But then yeah. he's doing a divorce case. Like that's it. in a courtroom setting. Yeah. Those sorts of trials generally don't go to like a courtroom setting. They're like mediation and then lawyer like it wouldn't be like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like, I don't know. It's funny because they, this seems all really weird because I did read that they went into like detail to make sure that the defense that happens at the end of the movie is, is right. Like the, how she, yeah, like that, that's fair. But like the whole setup of it. Yeah. Maybe they did it that way because it was like, well, we need to make it more interesting because it's a movie. Like, yeah, there needs they to be can't an just audience be like in a there. room. Yeah, there's got to be people like, oh, and they got to have to bring the kids in and like, yeah, the, you know, add some weird stuff that Jim Carrey can do that's yeah. goofy around them. And uh, stuff like that. Yeah. When when it comes to the the beginning of this movie and and meeting Jim Carrey's character, I almost immediately got Mrs. Doubtfire vibes. Yeah, that was like. Hundred percent. Do you remember when it was like we were talking about Mrs. Doubtfire and we were like, "Man, I could totally see why she divorced him because it must be hell to be married to that guy." Yes, I got that immediately for him Same. in this movie as well. Yep. And, and it was really funny because this movie immediately reminds me of Mrs. Doubtfire, and then one of the characters from Mrs. Doubtfire shows up. One of the <laughs> actresses, the the woman who plays his secretary, also was in Mrs. Doubtfire as the um, Robin Williams like case agent to make sure that he yes. was doing. Yeah, so it was really really funny that it was just like, oh yeah, okay, there she is. But and and hilariously, hilariously, when it also, I, I mean, I guess we might as well just talk about this right now because what we're talking about this is this does come up at the beginning of the movie, and we are talking about Mrs. Doubtfire. Carrie always shows up mm-hmm. as the new boyfriend. He's a good dude. But the thing, though, the thing that's totally different is Pierce Brosnan and Mrs. Doubtfire was a good dude. And Carrie always is a good dude. But in both circumstances, you're supposed to root against them. But in this case, like... I would, uh, yes, I wanted to root against them. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, the thing with Carrie Elway's in this one, he is a good person. Obviously, from what he does as a job, he probably is a very busy person, too. Mm-hmm. It's very obvious in Mrs. Doubtfire that um, the mom was like, whew, hot. Yeah, she has, him. she has the vapors. Because he, Pierce like, like, Pierce Brosnan in 1997, like, mwah. well, 90, what was that, 93? Yeah. Either way, mwah. still ninety-seven too. Like British, so thing. Carrie always in this is Pierce Brosnan in Mrs. Doubtfire is like a really nice, warm piece of like sourdough toasted, really nice butter with it. Or I, oil. I didn't realize we were gonna get into bread metaphors here. Yeah, and Carrie always is a slice of two-day-old Wonder Bread. <laughs> like we're making like a comparison. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like. He's okay, but like eh. he's not. There's nothing wrong with him, but it's it's really but it's like, like. Is it really what you want? Yeah, it's definitely not what the mom wants because even when like they're on that dinner where he proposes, she's just like, uh, what? 
You yeah, know, like she like, was like, uh, plus they'd only been together like what eight months. Yeah, but it was still like, I mean, you, that at the same time, you can know, right? Like Ooh. you and I knew real quick that this was going to work out. Yeah, that's why you we tend moved. to you tend to know pretty quickly if it's someone you want to spend a lot of time with, and uh, you can deny it to yourself that you're like, yeah, this is fine. This yeah, is, yeah, this, is, and then it'd be like because you don't want to be alone, but it's like you you generally will know pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, like it, it, it's to me. I'm not saying get married after five minutes because, no, like, no. you still need to actually find out. Okay, it's like I've got a good vibe that I can, but like, you could start like living with someone and be like, oh my god, he won't stop leaving his socks on the couch, and I can't live with this. And at least then you know. Yeah, and then like important questions come up, like, can I put you on my shoulders? Ah! <laughs> Topical. I like to go shopping for clothes for my girlfriends what size are you yeah uh-huh. very strategic but you know, like to me it almost seemed like she only liked carrie always because he was like available yes like yeah it, he that, was what was there yeah. and like he was convenient and like she's a single mom looking for a stable relationship and stable father figure for her son mm. i understand why she would be dating him long term and agree to move with him yeah it was more about you know him being a decent presence in her son's life when his yeah, real 100%. dad is never around but yes yeah, i actually wrote the note i wrote was mrs doubtfire if the boyfriend wasn't as good yeah <laughs> this is the note that i wrote yeah can i also wrap the hop uh using asian flu as a work excuse yeah well there's a couple i mean it's something that always uh, happens. Like, but even then i'm just like no one's ever gonna do that again yeah it's like, well, it's like the ghost scene where they're coughing in the elevator. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that's, uh, that doesn't age. Also, too... you know what doesn't age well? The, the... Well, sexual harassment is funny when it happens to a guy. It's like, uh-huh. oh, you want to advance in this company? You better sleep with your boss. Yep. And he's like, woo woo. Or get and then the joke was, by the client. Yeah. Or yeah. the joke. And the joke is the sex wasn't that good. And it's like, none of that is funny. And, <laughs> and I remember like her kicking him out. Of the office. The, after him, him sliding on the ground. Yeah, it was in the trailer. That was in the trailer. I remember that clear as day. Yeah, and yeah. it's like watching that as an adult. Like, if you were working and your boss was like, well, you are, but if you were in an office because you're working from home and your female boss, which you don't have, but if you did, was like, you need to sleep with me if you want to get this promotion. I'd be like, well, we need to lawyer up yeah. and we're going to take this company for every dime it's worth. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Like it's just uh, not that funny, but what can you do? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then they're like, oh, okay. So also we've heard about this case and you're going to work on it. And it goes to court tomorrow. So you better get on it. And it's just like, what? What? Yeah. None of this makes sense. Yeah. Like There's... he gets a night to prepare for we're like this huge court case. Yeah. I feel the like company, like his, his, his partnership, they're like, oh yeah, everything rides on this. Like it, like, like this case and sleeping with the boss, like he's supposed to be known as a, he, he's supposed to be known as a shark. Yeah, and he's not very sharky. Like he he's just too playful to be a shark. Mm-hmm. Sharks are like sharks. Sharks have dead eyes. He doesn't have dead eyes. Maybe he does now, but he didn't in nineteen ninety seven. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I really started, and, and then he because we get into like the wishes or yeah. the wish. The and wish then happens because he's sleeping with the, the boss. Yeah, and, and I'm just like so much of this is lies of omission to, yeah. and not even like really bending the rule of that. Yeah. Like 
it's like you don't need to blurt these things out and he's like slapping his hands over his mouth and he's like blah 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 like the woman in the elevator and he's like you've got great boobs yeah why would why he doesn't need to say anything to she, her. It's not like she was like, what do you think of how I'm dressed today? Yeah, do you or like any, my shirt? Yeah. Like, he could say yes. It was just literally thrown out. Like, again, there there are more examples of, of no impulse control than of lying in yeah. this movie. Like, why just not keep your, like, he could be like, because she, she said I'm new in the building or whatever, and everyone's been real friendly. It's like, yep. Yeah. Like, that. It's not a lie. That's good to hear. That's not yeah, a lie. Yeah, that's not a lie. None of it's a lie. <laughs> but it's like you just having to blurt everything out. I mean, I know it's funnier, but yeah. like, yeah, like I mean, that, but again, still sexual harassment, hilarious. Yeah, but that that scene is is like is perfect as an example of it's the the no impulse control because it ends with that bit where he's like, yeah, what, why, what, what point? Would you, is that considered a lie? Like, is you know, it a like, lie that he, that's what he's thinking and he doesn't say it? It's considered a lie of omission? Like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Also, you want to know what doesn't make sense? See, I started to, like, as I'm discussing this movie, my thoughts on my review are, like, up and down and up and down. <laughs> um, The mom, because, like, the whole movie is basically the real, you know, core of the movie is his relationship with his son yeah he he realizes like he's going to lose his son because the mom's going to move with carrie elways to boston and he's like oh my god i love my son and like one of the things he's like i said that it had to be the truth i actually do love my son like you didn't recognize that yeah up at th- this oh. is the thing that made you realize that you actually did love but your even son. then i'm like did those kids love their son because that five-year-old should not have been front facing in a front car seat like not even a car seat. He was just in the passenger seat. And I was like, out. he is like five and in the front seat of a car. He should be in the back and strapped into as like at least a booster seat. A booster seat. Safety. Like we barely just turned our kid around front facing very recently. Like, and even then he was pushing the limits on height and weight for being rear facing. Like oh my god safety standards mm-hmm. 25 years like holy crap how did anybody survive somehow some somehow some way yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah this movie has some things where i'm like like the sexual harassment the car seat someone blurts out the hard r yeah that, they talk about scalping and yeah. i'm just like I get, oh, it's 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 a lot there was a lot it's a like, very 1997 it is a very jim carrey movie. movie this is correct uh, going back to the kid, his relationship with the kid. Yes, can what, we please discuss that? Yeah, one, one of the things that I, I really enjoyed was when the kid just flat out was just like, "I I don't think you're going to show up," you know, yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, "Oh, nothing cuts deeper than the unflinching honesty of a child." Oh yeah, they do not <laughs> mince words. They're like just, they don't lie to make you feel better. They have not learned that capacity at yeah, this point. That kid just cut out his heart. Yeah, and like rightly rightfully deserved. so. Yeah, rightly deserved. Because uh, like he's a he's a fun dad, but he's a bad dad, and he is like I I didn't even think of the I feel and you know what's funny now that I'm kind of thinking about it like this was the mid '90s. Yeah, divorces were on the rise. People realizing they didn't have to stay in crap marriages with men who are irresponsible and not 
lifting their weight and they were the fun dad but they were the irresponsible dad and they were the crappy partner and everything because this topic does come up in a lot of movies i feel like this is a pretty standard thing for a lot of especially 90s movies even into today like the single dad he's fun but he's irresponsible blah 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 but really in the 90s i was like no wonder these movies appealed to so many people because like it was kind of just like a fantasy version of reality. Yeah. <laughs> and then I started. I hope like, my fun dad comes back to save me. I mean, both our parents are, are still married after yeah. 40 odd years, which is like quite the feat. Yeah. But I remember like I was 12 when this movie came out. And I think in my class in school, maybe out of 30 kids, like three, three had divorced parents at that mm-hmm. point. My sister, who is quite a bit younger than me, um, so my parents aren't in the same generation. Like, literally, the, my parents are younger end of boomers mm-hmm. and had her very late. And my sister's, I was going to say co-workers, classmates, their parents were all Gen X. Mm-hmm. I'm not even joking. She maybe had four or five out of 30 kids whose parents were still together at yeah. that age. Yeah. Like the the rates really shot up by comparison, so like just kind of as like one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, I guess that was really a big thing in that time period, eh? Yeah, apparently yeah. not exactly what you know our personal experience was. No, but. and that's why it didn't really register to me. But like having those like the kid trying to like connect with the absent dad i'm pretty sure there's um well i mean look at all the disney movies we've been watching recently where there's only one parent if that but still like i remember watching a lot of movies as a kid where it was like a child and a dad trying to connect and that being the core of the movie and then fantastical crap goes on around it i mean what better divorced dad fantastical crap movie example is there than the santa claus yeah i was gonna say i know there's a tim allen movie where yeah. that's the thing and it's like yeah the santa claus and i think man of the house uh, maybe but i don't i don't know if no that has maybe tim that allen was movie. but it was jonathan taylor thomas who was the boy trying to connect with his father in a ton of these movies right and then what was no that was that was something different that was uh i was thinking of parent trap built with Lindsay lohan <laughs> oh yeah but that's that's about just trying to get people together, not divorced parents or whatever, isn't yeah. it? I don't know. I mean, no, the, the, the parents are divorced. Are they? I don't. Yeah, because the parent trap is they each take a twin and raise them separately. Right. Because they're like, well, we don't want to fight over custody. And there's two kids. Oh, wow, let's just take one. And then not tell the kids. Yeah. Which is very twisted. That is very odd. That's very rude is what that is. Anyway, yeah. Divorce, movies, lots of them. <laughs> yeah, but I think this was my like introduction to Jennifer Tilly too. And then when I saw Bride of Chucky, I was like, wait a minute. I know her. It's the mom for it's the mom lady from Liar Liar who mm-hmm. was had the 105 pound boobs. Yes. <laughs> that outfit she's wearing is heinous too. I yeah. know it's supposed to be like high. Well, end. she's supposed to be like a high end tart, right? Yes, yeah. she's a trophy wife, hundred yeah. percent. And I like that she's like, well, one of the kids is his for sure. Yeah, and it's like, oh boy. Uh-huh. And then you feel bad because it's a reverse situation where he's a good dad and she's a terrible mom, and mm-hmm. and he helped her because he's quote unquote a bad person. Yeah, and then he's like, I wish I had. And then they're like, oh, we'll we'll fight custody like 
on this date. He's like, wait, what? We you were we weren't gonna. And she's like, yeah, but I'll get more money if I have the kids. So yeah, he can't have the kids anymore. And she's mm-hmm. like, obviously bad for it. And then you know, as a parent, that actually really broke my heart. Yeah, yeah, definitely. To watch the like the actual good dad get punished, it was like. I don't like this. Yeah. It made me like really not impressed. I mean, like it happens every day. I know. And, but I mean, the reason that happens is so that he can have his epiphany that, Oh, maybe I don't want to do these bad things anymore. Yeah. I want to be a good lawyer. Yeah. I want to be like the good lawyer, which they don't really like go into. That's like sequel, but they didn't make a sequel. (laughs) He can't tell the truth, but be a good lawyer. Yeah. Ah! No, like, cause, like after after that happens, there's a, there is a scene that takes place like a year later, but it doesn't really like wrap anything up, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's like, oh, my God. Sorry. Speaking of clothes, can I just I realized when you said a year later, mm-hmm. the mom in every scene is wearing the same outfit in different colors. Is she really? I kid you not. It's all the same unflattering 90s boat neck T-shirt with cap sleeves. And floral skirt combo. Really? I kid you not, in like every scene and like in those muted, muted blue, muted green, muted pink, like they're all muted colors. So 90s, but every scene she's wearing like the exact same outfit, but in different colors. Maybe the, uh, maybe the person in charge of costuming was phoning it in that week maybe because it is not flattering on her either. Mm-hmm. Like if I were that actress, I would have been pissed. Like, or maybe their intention was to make her to look a little dowdy because she looks pretty dowdy. Maybe yeah, because then he has a reason to to have cheated on her because that's she's not a so good dowdy. reason. No, she has a kid to look after. And he's obviously not pulling his weight, so yeah. you know, like she doesn't have time for to you know put in the effort that she once did. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 uh, and then he beats himself up in the bathroom. Yes. He should be at the hospital. He, not only should he be at the hospital, but like he should be in a, in a mental institution. Not just I, that, but like there is no way him freaking out like he does and the, someone sees him. There's no way that the high priced lawyers for the other guy aren't like, dude, he's freaking beating the crap out of himself in the bathroom. You need to like cough. Yeah, like, Pause the, on the, this. The, the, there's no moment, moment when people are like, oh, well, that person is clearly hurt. Like, obviously, he can't, he can't lie, but like, that's the thing, the live omission. It's like, yeah, you know, like a madman attacked me. It's like he's able to do an omission there, but not earlier. Yeah. Where he, he could have been like, I beat myself up in the bathroom. Because that would be the truth. Like, that would be him, like, straight again. And him yeah. not saying that is a lie of omission. The yeah. same as him saying to the woman in the elevator, she's got great boobs. To say to the guy with the pimple, he's got a po- he's going to have a pockmark. Like, all that stuff. I'm like, the rules should have applied. Yeah. Or, or even when he tells his secretary that the guy who, uh, that her friend who got hurt, or she lost the court case. And he's like, I would have got him more money. Like, yeah. why would he have mentioned that? That she didn't ask him if, what right? he would have done if he had been so his lawyer. So the fact that he like, can just get away with not saying, I beat myself up in the bathroom? Yeah, that that judge should have straight up been like... No. No, we can't continue today. You <laughs> like, obviously have a head injury. Yeah. You've been attacked. We need to call the police. Yeah, and that guy who saw everything, what did he do? He told no one that he saw this? Yeah, I think if I were in a court setting... For sure, I'd be looking for like a bailiff. Yeah, immediately. Like, There'd be like a security dude like right outside the door. You could be like, they're this, called this is- bailiffs. 
Oh, I don't know if they're bailiffs if they're not in the actual courtroom. Like if they're in the hall. Oh, that's a good point. I don't know either. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. Whatever. There's the bailiff or not bailiff. Like if you go into the hallway, I mean, I how not how that courtroom was crowded. And they went on a recess and nobody heard him in the bathroom. No one else had to go to the bathroom during a court recess. That's yeah. The first place I would go. Yeah. Nobody else was in that bathroom except that one dude. Like, yeah, none of it makes sense. And like, I get like the whole point is like, oh, you think he's going to be able to pause the trial? But no, he still has to figure it out. Well, he's got a head injury now. And then and then he races to go to the airport despite all this and they're already taking up and i'm just like how does this make any sense and then i remembered this was 1997 well oh the whole fact that they are able to like he's able to do all the stuff that he does to yeah, get into to get the airport onto the the sky yeah the, none of the, this the, would the happen sky stairs and like the the like one that's cannot be feasible that plane would be going way faster than that stair thing could go i'm sure yeah. and like just all of it makes no sense and i'm just like even pre 911 this would be a super federal offense. This guy's never going to yeah. be able to get a plane again. He would be in federal prison. Well, like literally the first thing he does is he's, he goes in to a luggage thing. Like he hops onto a luggage thing and goes in. Yeah. And that seems, and he gets in someone's luggage. Yeah. He gets in someone's luggage. Like that stuff would still it's get funny, x-ray scanned. But like, like, yeah, even then it's like someone is transporting a dead body. Yeah. Oh, it's a live body. Oh, it's a live that's, body. Even better. I don't know if that's worse or better. Yeah. Because people have tried to do that kind of stuff, and they tend to end up dying in the car. Old. Yeah. Not always, though. People smuggle people all the time. Yeah. Like, how would he know that he was on the tarmac? <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. When would he know it was a good time to get out? Was he, like, half, like, a little unzipped? Like, oh, I'm outside. And then, wow, how would he know which plane was the right plane? Yeah. Well, he, I think they, they knew. Because I remember specifically. The right brand, but, like, there, there's different. There's. I thought he had the number. Like, I, I seem to remember him looking at the number on the the thing because he asked them he asked the guy who was taking the bags where where that gate was maybe it's just because i have bad eyesight but i would never have been able to tell these planes are moving all over the place like he has caused would this be considered an international incident because it's at an international airport where he would be delaying air traffic to dozens if not hundreds of planes there's no way that that plane he gets on that stair car as far as the pilot Without anyone at that airport seeing the stair car chasing the plane. Yeah. Like. <laughs> like, not just that, but like, and then when he's, because he like falls and he breaks both his legs yes. or whatever. And he's very hurt. And Fire Marshal Bill is in the background. Yes. <laughs> which I didn't catch. You told me and I wish I'd caught. So I might have to go back and rewatch that. And you, can just just, find, you can just find the clip. It's pretty. So I'm just like. It's. And they're just like, everyone's like, oh, he's okay. Yay. Everything's okay. And it's just like, the police would be like, he they, he wouldn't go straight to jail. Yeah. He'd he, go to the hospital, but he would be handcuffed to the hospital Yeah, because he makes a joke that he can't go to jail because he has to go to the hospital first, which is true. <laughs> like, like, I know he's supposed to be a good lawyer, and I guess he could plead temporary insanity, like, but- Maybe he told them that his son made a wish. and that- Yeah, and they were like, um- yeah, he'd still be in jail for that, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, I, there's not a world where, because, like, by time he got to trial, sentencing, time served, et cetera, one year later, was he on 
furlough where he was on a day pass because he'd still be in jail. Yeah. And and also, like, what did he do in that time, like in that year, that made the mom want to get back with him? Like, what could he have done in a year? Yeah. What what was it that we watched? Was it a good place where it's like they have a year to, like, improve and they're going to be better? Yeah, where Eleanor, she's like, going to volunteer to save the whales and all this other stuff. And after, yeah. like, six weeks of, like, being a good person, she was just like, so not stop this. So beaten down by the world. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, I'm not going to be a good person anymore. This is hard. I don't yeah. want to be a good person. She's quits. And she's like, I could see that. If he was a shady shark lawyer before, he's that's just who he is as a person. Yeah. You can't have one day change your whole personality yeah and and like also the whole moment of like all right buddy we're gonna turn out the lights so that you can blow out your candles that's the moment that one of you makes your move <laughs> like this is the perfect time to get back together with my wife yeah and then i can blame it on my child who just wanted rollerblades yeah <laughs> like, like, maybe like, that's it, was it. Cute, maybe that's but it even then she's still wearing that dowdy outfit <laughs> oh fashion crimes yeah that's when it hit me though that i'm like it's been a year and she's still wearing the same basic outfit yeah oh but i did have to admit i really liked blooper reel at the end yeah that it, was really funny it's so rare to see a blooper reel i know was i so miss blooper reels it's a fun blooper reel yeah like jim carrey and like it's he's a very funny person yeah and a lot of it's not even like some of it's bloopers, but a lot of it's him like improvising and the people around him not being able to hold a straight face while he's improvising and being yeah. funny because he's so funny. So it becomes a blooper, not because he messed up, but the people around him couldn't yeah. handle how funny he is. Well, this he's in general is just so funny. Like one of the things I wrote down that we actually didn't get to, it's just a moment in the movie and it's just a simple visual gag. Not even a word is said. But it just I just found it so funny. And it's this moment where he's like freaking out and he's pouring himself a glass of water and he pours himself this enormous glass of water and like overflows and he's shaking while he does it. And then he's like, like, tick, 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 this tiny minuscule <laughs> sip. And it's like it's right before he does. He's doing something for court, like he's in the courtroom and it's right before he I think it's right before he calls the no, it's right before he questions the oh, the boyfriend. Yeah. And he knows he's about to get screwed with because he can't lie. But yeah, he just it's like and then he go they call him and he's like and then off he goes. It's just this great visual gag. But yeah. yeah, and like the movie, I would say in terms of the humor held up yeah. more than our previous Jim Carrey selection. Yeah, definitely. I found well, this funnier for yeah. sure. Well, okay, well, let's get, we'll get in, we'll save our, those thoughts mm -hmm. for the end. Yes. But critics in 1997 had thoughts on this movie. So, Laura, why don't you fill us in on some past reviews? So, this movie, what do you think this movie critically would have? Critically? Yeah. I want to know, I want to know what you think movie crit, because remember, Jim Carrey for a long time was like, okay, I know I'm funny and I know I make a lot of money, but critics hate me. Like, I'm going to prove to them I'm, I'm a good actor, not yeah. just a guy who can throw himself in a toilet. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm thinking it's like a 60, maybe 70. It has an 82% really? critical score. Wow. I knew you'd be surprised. And a 75% audience score. 
Dessen Thompson from the Washington Post said, it's a magnificent comic experience. Rick Grohn from the Globe and Mail, as Carrie's celebrated rubber does its patented act, the flick turns into a gyrational marathon, mildly funny, but seriously exhausting. Mm -hmm. Roger Ebert. What do you think? Is he going to be negative or positive? Again, I'm curious. Uh, Let's go negative. I am gradually developing a suspicion, or perhaps it is a fear, that Jim Carrey is growing on me. Oh, he did like it. That's good. It was nominated for Best Comedic Actor at the Golden Globes, but lost to Jack Nicholson in As Good As It Gets. It won the Best Comedic Performance at the MTV Movie Awards and the Blockbuster Entertainment Awards, and it won the People's Choice Award for Best Comedy Feature. I distinctly remember now that you're saying that being really upset that jim carrey didn't win the golden globe you know what i was really upset too i now that you mentioned that i'm pretty sure i was really upset by that too because like jim carrey movies were a big deal yeah in the 90s Mm -hmm. like anyone who didn't grow up as a tween in the 90s i'd say didn't have that when he was like between ace ventura through the Grinch? Yeah. It wasn't until he started doing things like um, Eternal Sunshine that like, because he had Cable Guy, but that was still a little weird. Yeah. And Eternal Sunshine was more straight up drama, but with like fantastical elements. But yeah. Um, and like Man on the Moon and stuff when he was really like, I'm going to be a drama actor, you know, mm-hmm. even Truman Show. not the same. So yeah, I don't know. But this is. His highest rated of his big comedy movies on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, from like just in general, or yeah, just- like no, of his like the, his number one is Truman Show and like Eternal Sunshine, but of his like comedy movies that were like the big comedy movies, this is his highest rated on IMDb. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. So wow, he is. Oh yeah, I guess he's been doing Sonic the Hedgehog stuff lately. Yeah, he really hasn't been doing too much. Yeah, he's he's in Sonic too, and I, it's so weird to me that he's Doctor Robotnik. But that's entertaining. I, I haven't seen those movies, so I've heard. I mean, the second one hasn't come out yet, but I heard he, he was very funny in it. So I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. So there you go. So how did you feel? This was your film, your pick. <sighs> you know. I think as we went up and down and up and down, it's not a double butter for me, mm-hmm. but it's also not a plane based on comparisons to his other work we've reviewed. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I need to give it a single butter. A single butter. <laughs> like that plain and a half like a, just you know like that that faux butter that you can squirt on yourself but you don't go too heavy-handed because there's someone behind you in line and you yeah. don't want to be that person so you're just gonna go squirt squirt and walk away and be like oh i wish i had more butter but oh well what can you do okay that's my rating <sighs> we have records for this show that we keep. i don't even care that's my review i don't care you will get nothing else out of me you are clenching your fist. I don't even care. I, I'm i kind of in the same boat. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I like that you set that up like no wife. No, <laughs> we have specific 
frames of like I have an Excel spreadsheet. It has yeah. to fit in a specific cell and column. I'm I'm and it's like no, but my review is also the same. I'm it's the same. I I like I I don't think this is a double butter, and like it's definitely better than a plane. Like it, it's. It was, I, I really, if, if I, I enjoyed had, it, but it had problems. Yeah. If I had to give it one for the sake of the spreadsheet, I'm going to go more plain, but I feel it exactly it feels the like, same. It feels like it's shortchanging it by saying plain. Yeah. But I don't think it earned a double butter. I wasn't like enthralled, but yeah. I feel like to say plain is doing it a disservice. I was so enter- it's, it's a single butter. I was entertained, but it's a like. a couple squirts of butter at the station while, you know, Janet waits behind you. <laughs> Damn it, Janet. I love you. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So there we go. What an interesting <laughs> what, review. What a way. Again, it's going to be interesting when I come up to, to when we come to episode 80 with the uh, asterisks. The, the asterisks. But yeah, no, I, I felt the same way. I felt it was better than a plane, but not as good as a double butter. So I don't know. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the birth of the single butter. Maybe not. But we'll see. I thought you'd say maybe it's the Jim Carrey. It's like stuff with the Jim Carrey. It's the, it's the, yeah. Yeah. But. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Burnt Popcorn. But next week. Well, next two weeks. Next next time. Next time. I'll have to change this next time. I actually have to change mine at the absolute 11th hour. Because the movie that I had picked uh, was Lost in Space. Which stars William Hurt. Whom we found out passed away like an hour ago. Oh. And... I kind of don't want to make it seem like we are trying to oh. capitalize on his death by doing an episode about him. Oh, you know what? I understand. Yeah. I understand. And so. Because um, like that wasn't that definitely because you've talked about several times. Like, I, that's uh, a movie you want to do and soon. And as like that's. I respect your decision and I'm really glad of it, too. I, I yeah. watch that movie at all. <laughs> <laughs> See, I wanted to do it because I, I, we did Godzilla last time, and when I went, th- I went through a nostalgia with the Space Channel, and the two things that I was super nostalgic about because of the Space Channel was Godzilla movies and Lost in Space, and because we did Godzilla, Godzilla because we did Godzilla last time, I wanted to do Lost in Space this week, and it was just kind of like really bad timing. So instead, we we're going to go to another old standby. We're going to go to another Arnold Schwarzenegger movie and we're going to do not the second one, but the original Terminator film from 1984. Oh, the one where he's naked? The one, well, he gets naked in a, in a lot of them. You can full on see Dong in the in the, the original Terminator. There you go. There you go. It wasn't a lot of steroids, so we'll see. <laughs> it's it's very small, but it's clearly there. Anyway, it's very small. It, it, no, no, I mean him. He's the image of him is very He's, small. The image of his ding dong is very. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm not called. I bet it's luscious. Anyway, oh <laughs> look forward. Look I'm forward like... to that movie next time for this episode of Burnt Popcorn. I am Mike. I'm Laura, and, and I'm we'll, confused. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. <laughs>